Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you overcome perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon, and I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we are talking about your why and how to figure it out and why it matters. Hey, Janine. Hey, Shannon. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing great today. It was so nice to get to see you in person and record last week. It really was. And I I was just thinking, like, you seem so far away. I know. It's true. We're back to, like, the normal looking at a microphone instead of looking at a shared computer or whatever we were doing last week. Right. Yeah. As I recall, there was, you were looking at me and it was freaking me out. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) If we, if we recorded together more frequently, we'd have to come up with a better setup, I think. I think so. So so that you don't freak out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'd have to do that, but. I don't think we're in danger of um, having to be in the same room recording too frequently, unfortunately. Unfortunately, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so today we are finally going to get specific about um, this idea of knowing what's important to you that we keep talking about over and over again. Right, and even though we don't plan to talk about it, that's what everything boils down to. So now we get to really dig in. Yeah, yeah. And and as we were sort of talking about this, and I was thinking about all the times it's come up in our past episodes, I was realizing that it sort of comes up on a number of different levels. Um, there's the idea of... Um, you know, sort of as small as like the task level, like why this task is important to you. What's your, what's your why for this particular task up to, um, you know, a a project or hobby or a particular activity. Like, you know, last week when we were talking about my genealogy and, and it occurred to me that it was really important to me to, um, share the documents and information that I have with other people that they that it feels like it belongs to everyone and um and that that was sort of a driving force behind me wanting to do that and then a a lot like the one episode that comes to mind is when we're talking about um over committing that your core values are really important to know that's right yeah there's like there's deep values that come from wherever they come from that that you know are important to you that can really help you decide help you keep from trying to do everything and if you couple trying to do everything with trying to do everything perfectly then you're talking about a lot of stress yes And, and your core values probably aren't being addressed or met right right and and i guess that's the thing 
that you know sort of the base re- basic reason why they feel so important why they are so important is that they're the filter through which you make decisions it's it's um and whether you realize it or not um you, these these values are what are driving your um uh what i that word fell out of my head <laughs> was it decisions or i'm not <laughs> yeah, exactly but sure your, where your you're actions going. your actions, actions. <laughs> which drive your actions <laughs> right right those the they those uh, core, those values are the filter through which you um, decide how to use your time, right? How to right. where to focus your attention, um, right? And as you say, whether or not you realize it. So being in touch with them, and and therefore being able to recognize when you're not acting in congruently with them um, seems like a really good idea. Yeah, I mean that's that's huge, and that's one of the reasons. Like if you find yourself. Um, procrastinating on something you know there's something that you feel like you really want to be doing and you aren't doing it it could be because there's a way in which it conflicts um, with your values yeah with your why yeah yeah so um, I bet in your work as a life coach that you help people get in touch with their why is that true Yes, I do that a lot. Well, you know, like every episode, we realize it's important. So pretty much every coaching call I have with someone, we're getting at why it's important. And mm-hmm. um, uh, to just to help, like you said, focus time and attention and energy to, to because I, we all have to... To reconcile ourselves to the fact that we can't do everything that we want to do, um, we can't do everything that is in front of us. We can't, you know, we can't take advantage of everything. So, knowing how um, how to make those choices that best fulfill what's important to you is really powerful. So, and that's one of the ways to start is. Uh, just to start with your core values and to consider, you know, when you think about your life, what's important to you. And it's really valuable to not just do this in your head, but to actually write it down. Mm-hmm. And it it seems like it it makes a difference to actually handwrite it rather than type it. You can type it. But there seems to be a, a different kind of connection that gets made when you when you actually put pen to paper. And is this something that somebody can do alone, or is it something that you suggest they're doing in conversation with somebody else? I think absolutely you can do it alone. It's also interesting to do it with someone else, whether that's you know a friend or family member or. Um, you know, some uh, someone in a professional capacity, like a coach. Or- and so here's, so I'm thinking, like I, I'm always, I'm always a, about like the practicality of stuff. Right. Like I want to, I want to be told just what to do. Hmm, interesting. Um, because maybe because I'm an upholder, I want a little more information about yeah. how to do this right. Um, 
are you so when you think about the finished product of such an exercise i totally get writing it down by hand um are you are, are you suggesting that people have a list of things that are important to them or a single thing that's important to them yeah what i would suggest that people do is that they come up with a list and and you can do that simply by asking yourself what's important to you what else and keep diving down um, to multiple levels and and spend you know five or ten minutes exploring that when you keep cycling through those questions you know what's important to you what else and dig down a number of layers take five or ten minutes to to do this and what often happens is that there the first few things that come up will remain at the top of your list and then sometimes down at the bottom of your list there's something that will come up that isn't necessarily conscious but um, you discover is really important to you so it does it seems useful to to go deeper than you might think i love the question what else and just keep continuing to ask that i assume pretty much until you feel like it's all out yeah all yes. the important stuff is out of you. Um, yeah. That's that's terrific. And that's yeah, and that, that oh go ahead. Oh, you, I was just you, gonna say it's like after you come up with a list, mm-hmm. um, then it can be useful to fine tune that list. You know, are there a couple of values that came up that are similar and um mean the same thing to you or encompass the same ideal um you know did you put both family and community down and when you think about family that encompasses community or vice versa you know is there a way that um one of these values represents others on the list and you know, it, you definitely want your list to be under 10. And I would encourage you to really identify sort of your top three, because it's hard to keep 10 things in mind, but it's much easier to keep three things in mind. Right. So you can kind of distill your longer list into into the things that represent, perhaps into fewer fewer words that represent all those things or many of yes. those things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. And then you have a list that you can display or internalize or make your screensaver. <laughs> right. <to> think, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then and then the the point of that is, you know, so let's say you know, your three core values are um I don't connection, adventure, and um, I don't know what's a third one. Um, integrity. Integrity. So then, when it comes time to uh, work on a project, then you can uh, you can use those core values to help you 
make a decision about what's good enough in that project. Like what standards do you need to meet that uh, brings you closer to those um, values? Right. Does that make sense? That makes sense, yeah. And it seems really easy to do, which is always nice. And it's nothing, there's no perfect way to do it. There's no perfect answer to any of it. Right. It's just knowing what's important <laughs> to you. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so those are those deep court values. And then there's also more transient things that are important to us as well. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, there are, you may choose a particular value to focus on for a period of time. Like I know you do the, um, you choose a word for the year on a regular basis. Right. I have a, I, I give myself a little retreat day every year at the end of December. I love, I love that week between Christmas and New Year's. And it's usually during that week I'll do this where I'll, I'll go to several locations around town <laughs> by myself. <laughs> and I, I go, I set my goals for the coming year. Uh-huh. <laughs> I go to a coffee shop, I go to the library, I go to, sometimes I float in the flotation tank. And uh, among the things I do is uh, this word of the year exercise that I have been doing since 2013. So I've done it six times. Um, and I use uh, a free download from Christine Kane, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's just a series of exercises that help um, help me come up with the, the, the word that feels most um, important, I guess is the right word for the coming mm-hmm. year. It's very, it's, it's great. I mean, I, one year I made a, um, what is it? What did I make? Was it like a bracelet a board or something? No, oh. it was a piece of jewelry. It was a, oh, it was, yeah, I know what it was. That like, like a year ago, they were selling all over the Facebook. You see these little discs with holes in them that had hand stamped a word on it. It was a word, oh, it was yeah. meant to be, it was your word, it was marketed as a word of the year thing. So I bought one of those. That year was fearless. So I have one that says fearless. But um, anyway, I find it to be a nice, uh, a nice exercise that helps me figure out my year um and then I can always come back to it throughout the year yeah when I've done it I didn't do it this past year but when I've done it in previous years I know it was always um very useful in deciding how to spend my time for work for pleasure and it just it helps you narrow things down in a way that feels supportive as opposed to um, constrictive, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that. That's so interesting because when you said that, that, my first inclination was, I mean, I thought to myself, what does she mean by that? How could it be constrictive? But I could totally see how, ha- see how having a word of the year might feel constrictive, but this isn't, da- not that at all. It's just sort of a guide or a, yeah, as you say, supportive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's a nice thing to do. And then, you know, it, it, throughout any, at any given moment, there's something that's particularly important to me, like a focus on. Like for right now, I have some, um, I have a balance on my business credit card that I want to get rid of. And so that's a focus for me. Um, and it's mm-hmm. going to inform my decisions about spending and so forth. Um, and I'm, I don't know why it wasn't more important a few months ago. <laughs> 
I wish it had been, <laughs> but it is now. And um, so it's funny how that shift happened, whereas like, that's what I'm thinking about a lot, whereas before I wasn't. Um, so it's nice to be in touch with that. And that definitely will, is helping with the, um, when I think about spending money or how I want to spend money. Yeah, and this is um, the one, I can't remember which episode it was, where we used the analogy of of budgeting money as in terms of um, thinking about your time in the same way. I think it was the prioritizing episode. Ooh, I bet you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and in fact, it it may have been that uh, that discussion that actually caused me to make a shift. So oh. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, once again, we proved that this is really just to help us, <laughs> right? And if anybody else gets something out of it, you know, that's just a that's just an extra, <laughs> right? Proving that the time we spend doing the podcast is well spent for us personally, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but then, but that does bring up a good point that um, um, even though there may have been points, you know, uh, over the time period at which this debt accrued, that you were aware of it or thought you should be doing something about it, um, until it rose to the level of. Um, of your values, it you didn't do anything about it. Right, you're right, yeah. And, and interestingly, part of the reason it accrued was related to my values and some money that had to be spent to help a family member. So right. um, now that doesn't have to be spent anymore and things can shift. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. But the, it's, it's interesting when you think about... Um, um coming you know just getting clear on your values on your why to to make it easier on yourself right it's like it gets you clarity and yep. and it's like suddenly my glasses have been cleaned or <laughs> my windshield was cleaned <laughs> it's always amazing right. when i get my windshield cleaned like what <laughs> What was I looking through all this time? Yeah. I remember that with my glasses. It'd be like, you'd clean your glasses, and then all of a sudden be like, oh, my God, I've been looking through, like, smudgy fingerprints for so long. Oh. Yeah. I Do you remember my dog, Scout? Of course you remember Scout. Uh, yes. Because she was awesome. And you only knew her for a few months. But anyway, Scout was a big licker. And... I remember there was a period of time, a couple of weeks, where I was sure I must have a brain tumor because one <laughs> of my the, the vision in one of my eyes was so bad. <laughs> and then I realized Scott had just been licking that side of my glasses, and I wasn't noticing. And I washed my glasses, and the brain tumor went away. <laughs> it was a miracle. <laughs> a miracle. Not my smartest uh, fortnight. <laughs> Ooh, you used Fortnite. Uh-huh. That I was used awesome. Fortnite. I threw that in there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that is what this is like when you have that. When you have, hmm, I'm trying to come up with an analogy. I liked the one you said filter, but now I'm feeling like this is being in touch with your values is like a magnifier or a um, 
some, what else makes things clear? A microscope. Um, I'm not sure, but it feels like there's an analogy there. A car yeah, wash. Yeah, there. <laughs> it's, the, it's the car wash of your life. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> the squeegee I think of that's your life. Gonna ca- I think that's going to catch on. <laughs> it's the microfiber cloth of your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Windex of your life. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i think there there is um uh oh you know what's funny i just remembered that when alex franzen um helped me with my website she used the phrase clarity goggles (laughs) oh that's right a pair of clarity goggles that's what being in touch with your your why is it's like putting on clarity goggles and that's what yep. working with you is like as well oh, um, thank you <laughs> yes yes oh, she's something else with those words isn't she yeah uh, yeah so you know one thing that just jumped into my head um i know in our work together uh we've talked about being in touch with our body's signal about of yes and no and I think oh uh-huh. everybody has probably maybe has different signals I totally know mine thanks to you um, but I would think that knowing that would be helpful for people who are trying to use their clarity goggles or be in touch with their values would you would you, if you agree with me can you help people understand how they can know that <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like you know you're gonna say blink twice <laughs> If you agree with this, blink twice. But luckily you can speak, so that's not... And since I can't see you, that's really good that you can speak. I know. Um, Yeah, I do think that's true. And and what you're referring to is that our our bodies have uh, myriad unconscious ways of communicating with us. And... um, one of those things that you can become aware of is what a yes feels like to your body and what a no feels like in your body and and you can do that simply by asking yourself you know like think no um, and pay attention to what a no feels like in your body and then you can think about yes and that feeling of yes when something is really right and feel like what that feels like in your body. And start paying attention to those subtle signals which will help you know that you're on the right track with your values. And it's, it's part of it is... Um, along the same ideas as you know like a gut feeling Mm -hmm. Um, and it may or may not be something that you feel in your gut but that's the kind of thing that that we're talking about here is that you know there's there's some sensation that goes along with what a yes feels like and a sensation that goes along with what a no feels like so you can even use that knowledge if you're wanting to decide whether something is in alignment with your values even if you even before you consciously know what your values are i would imagine right am i right yeah Yeah. oh yeah absolutely so you can sort of use it on both ends to help you 
determine what your values are and also to just get a feeling of of whether or not something is in alignment with your values even before you've clarified them right do you still offer boring change uh, product downloadable product uh i do because that 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 uh is i think such a useful um technique and Mm -hmm. uh i i think i told you a week or two ago i pulled it out and used it a couple of times when I was having some trouble getting started doing some stuff. Um, and it, it put me in touch with my unconscious mind. It was really helpful. Uh, and this, it, it, having heard what you just said, I think if, if, if what Shannon just said intrigues you, this product might be uh, helpful to you. And we can put a link to it on the show notes, right, Shannon? Yeah, okay. yeah, we can do that. And if you wanna to try to describe what that product is, because um, I, sure <laughs> I sure didn't just now. Uh, feel free. <laughs> well, so so uh, this is a it's a technique that um, I call boring change because it's so easy that it's boring. Um, that's the origins of that mm-hmm. name. And the idea is that you are um, using your that unconscious information that's available to you um, when you're paying attention that you can use it to help you make a change and our unconscious minds are way 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 more active and intelligent than our conscious minds and so putting that to use for you um, to help you do what it is you want to be doing, or even to stop doing what you don't want to be doing. Um, a lot of people use it for to change bad habits and um, or unwanted habits like you know nail biting or um, uh, I've had people tell me that they used it for helping with a phone addiction and. Um, mm. Uh, eating sugar, too much sugar, and you know different things like that. It's it's really great for stuff like t- stuff like that to change those sorts of things that you often are don't even realize you're doing them that you're doing them sort of unconsciously. Um, but it it's also just useful because it gets you in touch with this deeper knowing in a more conscious way. Mm-hmm. Well. It's, yeah, it's tremendous, and uh, I encourage folks to check it out. So it just popped into my head when we were talking about those signals, because that's such an important, getting in touch with those, your body signals is part of the technique. Yeah. Right. Um, You know, we haven't really overtly talked about perfectionism yet in this episode, and it seems like maybe we should. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, and, and... And that's the reason why this keeps coming up in here is because if you're focusing on perfectionism, then it's easy to lose track of what really matters to you, what you value, um, your why for doing something, because you you know you get so caught up in getting it right um, that you're not actually thinking about whether it is the thing you should be spending your time on. Exactly. Right. And and also you're not recognizing um, 
where the good enough mark may lie if you're trying to achieve perfectionism. So if you know what's important to you and you hit that mark, you meet that value, then that's good enough. Right. That's great. And it reminds me of that conversation with Alexandra Franz and uh, where she talked about knowing when she could finally just turn her book in and decide it was done because she set criteria uh, Mm -hmm. that was good enough. And those were presumably in line with her values and and what's important to her. Um, Yeah. Cool. It all comes together, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) Oh, the the other thing I wanted to talk about real quickly is um, just to get specific on knowing what's important to you, uh, knowing your why for a particular task or project or hobby or, you know, however you're choosing to spend your time um, in sort of a more granular level than your core values. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is the the gets into the idea of you know why is this important to you anyway what do you what do you want to get out of this thing that you're going to spend your time doing and i think like in one of our very very early episodes we were talking about um uh one of the ways i've i've been able to um get better at good enough is in the in how I handle other people's levels of cleanliness that are different than mine. Oh, right. I think that was really <laughs> maybe the first Basically, <laughs> living with teenagers. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, the, but what I'm thinking about in that term is that, you know, when what I was talking about in that conversation was the idea that um, you know, I, I, my goal, I, what I was focusing on when I was paying attention to the perfectionistic side of things, I was focused on having a clean kitchen that met my standards. And when I really took a step back, I realized that what was much more important was the relationship that I have with my kids and the, and that I feel like I'm helping them be happy, productive adult, you know, grow into happy, productive adults. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, obsessing over little things in the kitchen is potentially damaging to the relationship and not helping them, you know, be happy, productive adults. Mm -hmm. Um, While it may get me closer to the kit, the clean cleanliness that I want, it is intruding on those other values so Mm -hmm. remembering like oh what's important here is you know this this relationship and and how i you know guidance for them like so then it's like well you know there's noodles stuck to this pan that's worth calling them back for um there's crumbs on the counter not really (laughs) <laughs> right. Because being an adult who leaves noodles stuck in the pan, that's not being a healthy, productive adult. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to give yourself food poisoning one of That's these right. Days. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Great. So it just uh, that just struck me as a as a good example of how getting in touch with what I really value, both my core values and then in that particular situation, um, and then how to take a cat uh, <clears throat> take action accordingly. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. So, did you have anything else you wanted to... No, I think if people walk away from this episode with the idea that they might sit down and think about their core values and get in touch with what's important to them, then our work here is done. I think so. I think that's great. And then to... to work towards incorporating that into your daily decision making and mm-hmm. um you know what's important to you all the way down to you know little tasks and that that really does it supports you it makes it so much easier to um do something that you might not necessarily want to do if it if you recognize how it's connected to your to your core values. Right, and conversely, it makes it easier to not do stuff that aren't connected to your core values, to turn down invitations to do things or to just decide something's not worthwhile for you, which is hugely helpful. Yeah, yeah, so either way, it's good to know. That's right. Well, we would love to hear what you come up with for your core values. Um, if you would want to leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE, that's 4843. Or you can share with us on social media, Instagram, we're at getting to good enough. Um, on Twitter, we're at gtg enough and on facebook we have a page and a group um where we would love to talk more about these things and i think the easiest thing to do there is to just search for getting to good enough we'd love to hear from you oh and feel free to rate and review on itunes and (laughs) yes always feel free to do that yes Please, please it does free. it does it helps it helps people find us it um helps people who aren't familiar with us to be willing to give it a try and you know the more the merrier right Absolutely. We, we now have we now have listeners in nigeria janine it's very exciting shannon i know <laughs> <laughs> so glad you're monitoring that for me for us <laughs> It's so fascinating to me. I wonder who's listening to us in Nigeria? Who's listening to us in Romania? If you're listening to us in Nigeria or Romania, shoot <laughs> us an email. Give us a comment on the show notes to this episode. Let us know who you are if, you, if you'd like. <laughs> or, you know, wherever you're at. Tell us where you're oh, yeah. listening from. That's true. Please, from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is not just limited to people in Romania or Nigeria. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening and 
this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. We're not uh, locationists. That's right. (laughs) We are not.